Thank you for joining us. I'm Charlotte Snyder, and I'm podcasting from the Vondek Montessori in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Today we're talking about clothing. The blog post that accompanies this podcast is called Dress for Success. And so that's what we're talking about. How can we help children be successful with their clothing? Selfishly, secretly, and very importantly, if children are successful, we, the adults in their lives, we're successful too. We're helping children to become independent. And so how can some choices and some preparation that we do on the front end help children to be successful? So there's a few things that are unanimously considered cute. Children's clothes, puppies, and anything with a gnome on it. It doesn't really matter if you have or if you even want to have a child. Those baby socks, hoodies for three-year-olds, dinosaur tees are just too much. There's a reason it's a booming industry. It's charming and fun, and we want to adorn our most precious people in adorable garb. Babies tend not to mind being dressed up. Suspenders and overalls aren't necessarily practical for a six-week-old, but pair those with a dapper cap, and that family holiday card is definitely going to be on the fridge long after the holidays have been forgotten. When children are very young and need help with, well, everything, and we're the ones who get to make the decisions, we can go for cute, impractical, fun, or even silly slogans. A plain white onesie goes on just as easily or with just as much challenge, depending on the child, as a fun one with owls wearing glasses. So it's natural for adults to pick their favorites, favorite colors for their child, an outfit that was a gift, or charmingly impractical but endlessly cute options. Then children come to an age when they're playing more of a role in their dressing and undressing. As a child works on toileting, those suspenders are still wonderful, though they tend to create more missed opportunities than success when trying to stay dry. We don't have to only wear boring or ugly clothes in order to help children be successful. As children develop the muscles and coordination used for walking, they're also able to begin helping dress themselves. This is a nice time to examine a child's clothing and ensure the choices available to them set them up for success. Pull-on pants, such as leggings or sweatpants, or knit shorts in the warmer months are useful as children begin to pull their own pants on. Anything with an elastic waist and especially stretchy knit fabric is typically a good bet. While onesies are cozy, especially in winter, they pose quite a challenge when a child is helping with the dressing process. It's a time when a child either needs to ask for help or then doesn't fasten their onesie after changing, neither of which is ideal for independence. If you're concerned that your child is getting cold, perhaps requiring long sleeves during certain months is very reasonable. There are times of year when certain clothing isn't an option, and each family's decision-making around these choices is as unique as the family itself. Maybe it's between October and February, or maybe from September through May, or maybe it's when the weather report shows a certain temperature. Whatever you decide, there's going to be a threshold. It's helpful to spend some time deciding what those rules are going to be and how you're going to enforce them for a child. If your rule is certain months of the year require long pants and closed-toed shoes, 
Make a plan and space to remove the unavailable clothing. Maybe it's a tub under the bed or in the garage. If your rule is temperature or other report-based, such as requiring a hat when the UV index is above a certain number or when the temperature falls below a certain number, it can be helpful to work checking the weather into your morning or evening routine. Even very young children can help to dress themselves and often demonstrate a sense of pride and accomplishment when they do so. Making a space for children to get themselves dressed independently, such as a drawer with shirts and another with bottoms for a child to pick from, can help children be successful and feel empowered. As children begin to find some agency in dressing themselves, it's also natural for preferences to develop and to be voiced. This can be a bit challenging, especially since the first year or even more, a child was contented to have this decision made for them. How do we offer choice while still setting limits? An important first step for each family is to decide what those limits are going to be. Is it vital that your child wear both parts of a matching outfit together? Or just to be able to tell you why these are go-togethers? Or as long as it's weather appropriate, it's fine. Some of us have favorite colors. Is it acceptable to only purchase and wear items in that favorite color? In your family, are character shirts okay? Or do you prefer to only wear organic cotton in plain colors? Some families find a lot of ease in purchasing a number of identical or similar bottoms and tops for a child to pick and choose from. Some families have a high level of comfort with a child wearing all the colors at once, feeling that more color is always better. Some families insist on long sleeves, long pants, and socks and shoes during the colder months, while others feel that wearing a tank top inside during the winter, if it's heated, will be safe and fine learning experience for their child. Whatever your family decides is fine, as long as it aligns with your family's values and you feel comfortable upholding this agreement until a new one is made. Here's a few tips on sizing. T sizes, such as 3T for T, T sizes have more room to accommodate for toddler proportions. A size 3T shirt would have a larger neck, where size 3T bottoms have more room for a diaper with a deeper rise from crotch to waistband and a larger circumference. If your child is out of diapers or has had a growth spurt and is losing that toddler body, a switch from those T sizes to conventional sizes such as going from 3T to 3, uh, that might make a difference in making sure that these clothes fit. Additionally, if you're finding it difficult to pull a shirt over a child's head, try the same numeral size in the T sizing. If your child's pants just can't seem to stay up, look for two small buttons on the inside of the waistband right above the pockets or where pockets would be. If I'm looking at my own pants, it would be on the inside of the pants, kind of where I'd expect the first set of belt loops to be. The buttons fasten to elastic that runs through the back waistband of the pants, and it can be pulled tighter and rebuttoned to help the pants stay up. This is particularly helpful with jeans. There are a lot of stressful situations throughout the day real issues that require problem solving and brain power. What a child is wearing shouldn't be one of them. If getting dressed is an issue, where do solutions naturally emerge? 
If the day goes better when your child is wearing some item with red on it, is there a way to make that work? Do jeans always incite a disagreement while soft pants go on with ease? Have you found satisfaction and dramatically less stress in choosing to wear a sort of uniform or creating a capsule wardrobe? And is there a way to replicate this for your child? What we wear is a form of self-expression and getting ourselves dressed is a huge step of independence. Helping children with these skills early on is a gift to them and de-escalating the stress of getting out the door is a gift to ourselves. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bondec, and email us with comments, questions, and suggestions at hello at Until next time.